Welcome back to the Balance with Sam podcast. I'm super excited for this week's episode as I interview my friend and a Boston-based fitness instructor, Jessie Alegria. Jessie is originally from Costa Rica and she is now living in Boston teaching classes all over the city and is just a total badass. I look up to her in so many ways and I wanted to have her on the podcast to share her story of how she got into being an instructor and she shares with us all of the lows that she's gone through to get her to where she is today. She tells us about her badassery and that she needs to do all things with love and swagger and that is how you build confidence. So I'm really excited for you guys to tune into this episode. Please let me know what you think. And if you haven't already, I would love it and really, really appreciate it if you gave me a review on iTunes. If you have any questions or if you want to give me some more feedback, feel free to go check out my website, www.balancewithsam.com. And let's tune into the episode. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Sam. How are you? Yay, it worked. It's working. <laughs> so exciting. You never know finally. what to toss up. Yes. I'm... Finally worked. <laughs> Me too. Um, well, thanks so much for taking time and being on the Balance of Sam podcast. I'm really excited to have you on. Of course. It is my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, okay. So for everyone listening, I figured I wanted mm-hmm. to just have you introduce yourself Tell us a little bit um, about like what you do and who you are and let these people know what you're about. Sure. Well, hi, guys. Um, hi, squad. <laughs> My name is Jesse Alegria. Um, I'm a fitness instructor here in Boston, and I kind of do a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, so most people, I guess, would recognize me for my teaching at Flywheel Sports for indoor cycling. I also teach at Barry's Boot Camp um, across the, the city. Um, and then I also teach hip hop dance classes around the city and just try to get involved with as many different fitness and other communities as possible. I love it. Um, and that is how we met, right? Like, I think I met yes. you during a flywheel class. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And we bonded immediately. And I was like, I need to follow this girl. She's on to big things. And yeah, the rest <laughs> yeah. is history. I know, right? Um, and it's really cool. Like, so I think I remember like you teaching a flywheel class and me being like, mm-hmm. who is this badass? <laughs> like, I need to be her. You were like, up on that uh, bike, like basically <laughs> doing karaoke on the bike and kicking Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. You're very yeah. sweet. <laughs> I, have, I have way too much fun with it. That is for sure. Well, and that's exactly like one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because your identity to me is like just so cool that you have so much fun with your job and I think it's like it's a very like it's you know one of a kind when you see someone that just like loves their work so much yes like yes it radiates through you you are like you're like a rock star up there I'm like I need that (laughs) gosh thank you I I, that means a lot to hear and it, it is true I'm very very lucky to love what I do um and I've, you know, been very, very much involved in the fitness community here for the past um, almost six years now, and it never feels like I'm going to work. Yeah. I'm always excited to teach. I love seeing everyone there. I have way too much fun with it, um, and I know that that's never going to fade. Yeah, that's so great. Wait, so you've been here, you've been in Boston for six years, and you were in... DC and then like Costa Rica before that? Yeah. So I've, I've kind of been all over the place. Um, my little backstory, I'm originally from born and raised, um, in Costa Rica. 
Okay. Amazing. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very oh, cool God. place to grow yeah. up. Um, I also didn't really realize how cool it was to, to live in a place like that when I was there. Um, yeah. So I definitely miss it, especially in, you know, the dead of winter here in Boston. Yeah. Um, but very cool place to, to have grown up um, and was very much exposed to lots of different communities and cultures there. I went to um, an American school, but it was very internationally based. So all of my close friends who I grew up with were all from very different backgrounds. And yeah. that was a, that was a, a norm for me as a kid. Yeah. Um, so from a very early age, I was interested and enthralled by different cultures and different people and, you know, what kind of makes them tick. Um, and that was something that I always kind of have brought with me until today. Yeah. Um, and when I was 15, um, my mom got a new job in Washington, D.C., where yeah. she had grown up um, a little bit when she was younger and had also been back when she was in her early 20s, which is where my, my siblings were actually born there. Yeah. So she kind of had this yearning to come back. Um, and since I was still, you know, still in school, I obviously came with her and uh, I was a very, very big switch and it was culture shock, sort of reverse culture shock in a way. Yeah. Um, so I went from, you know, a, a very small close knit school where I think my grade at that point had maybe 16 people. Oh and again, God. these are people that I had all, yeah, I had all, you know, I'd grown up with every single one of these people and, and knew them so well. And I moved to this big public school in Washington, D.C., and I think I had 500 something people in my grade. Whoa. Um, yes. So it was very isolating and very scary and just like, you know, an awkward time to kind of make that sort of transition as a kid. Um, and I finished my high school there and then ended up going to a college, Oberlin College in Ohio, which is a very cool place. Very, very small, close knit. So that kind of felt a little bit more like home. Yeah. Um, and sort of randomly, and I'm sure I'll get to this later on, it kind of very, very randomly ended up in Boston. And I yeah, haven't looked back since. That's what an incredible story. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. have no idea, like, that you yeah. haven't that much. Yeah. Have you been, been back? There, been there... Um, to Costa Rica? Yeah. I have been back. So the last time I was there was, what, two years ago now? I'm trying to make an effort to go back at least once a year. Um, my father still lives there and my older brother. Um, and I have an older sister who also lives in Canada, Vancouver, Canada, and my mom still lives in DC. So we're all kind of spread out. Um, and so it's always my effort to not only get back to Costa Rica, but also kind of get my whole family back so that we can kind of regroup and come back to, you know, what home is for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. so where, where do you live in Boston? What part? I live in Baton Back Bay. Okay. So do you yes. feel like the back bay of Boston is like um, homey or like comparable to like where you grew up in Costa Rica? Or uh, like... um, you know what? So it's actually interesting you asked this. I was thinking about this a lot recently. Um, it's surprising to me how much Boston and even, you know, my little community here, like within back bay and my studios feels like home. Yeah. And I think what it is, is Boston is, is such a small city. Um, and so we're, we are very close knit. And I also think there's something about the, how sports driven it is. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. that influence in the fitness community. So everyone's, everyone's a team, you know, we're all on a team together. Um, and I, that's what makes it feel like home to me is that I have, I'm far away from my roots and my immediate family. Um, but I do feel at home here because I have this family that I've been, you know, 
so lucky to be a part of and just hope that it continues to like nurture me and that I can nurture it back. Yeah, I love that's so incredible. I, I mean, I think it's it's also pro- par- probably part of the reason why you love your work so much because yes, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's so close to home. It's like those are the definitely people that feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And exactly. Yes, and that's like, why I call everybody. You know, my fam, my squad, my crew, <laughs> and I I really do mean it. That's exactly what it feels like. That's it's like your home away from home. That's I love. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So okay, talk to me. How the heck did you like get into? fitness did you study yeah. that? Your background How did not you at all very <laughs> talk to me <laughs> yes um so truth be told I always had an interest in it and I remember when I was younger I I used to dance all the time and that was my yeah still is my first love um so growing, growing up in Costa Rica I was um and our dance class was in this tiny little room in a gym so I'd have to walk through the gym to get to my little dance room. And, you know, at a very early age, I would watch all these people working out and these instructors teaching class. And I was thinking, God, that is so cool. That's just so cool. I want to be yeah. part of that. Um, and but was very heavily invested in dance. Um, and once I moved to D.C., um, I, again, was kind of overwhelmed with how different things felt. And yeah. the only thing I still had that felt like home was dance. Mm-hmm. So the day that I moved to DC um, my mom took me to the nearest dance studio and I signed up for dance class immediately yeah and it happened to be a hip-hop class and I had never really taken hip-hop before and I immediately fell in love um and that kind of like took over the rest of my life and it's still very much a part of my life now yeah how I got into fitness was I still always had this thing in the back of my head that was like, God, that'd be really cool. And just, you know, getting people moving and moving together and feeling really empowered and strong and badass as hell. That's always something that I want to be part of and bring to a community. Um, But I always told myself, you know, this isn't, this isn't a career. This is maybe like a hobby. It could be a side job. I should probably pursue pursue something more academic. Um, I should be in the corporate world. And I kept sort of convincing myself that it wasn't, the right move for me yeah so in college I actually studied anthropology okay with a minor in dance and you know the focus there was my again as I said my love for people and community and what makes people tick and cultures and past cultures and current cultures and sort of that dynamic yeah um and I was teaching dance on the side and I was running a hip-hop company on my on my campus so got involved with how to you know teach a class and run a company and put on performances and put on events and sort of manage things and build community. But I was very much still afraid of taking the leap into making that a career. You and me Um, both girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary thing. You know, it's a really scary thing. And a lot of it is, you know, other people's perception. And it took me a really long time, if I'm being honest, to kind of say, well, you know, fuck that. This is something that I've known I want to do, I, I need to do, this is my passion, this is my calling. And when I moved to Boston, um, I started teaching sort of because I moved here without any sort of real job. Yeah. And I was like, well, the only thing I know is how to teach dance. And so let me start doing that. And then that turned into a sort of more of a fitness, teaching some fitness classes on the side. And I knew immediately, like, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. Um, and I just ran with it. And now it's my life and I could never think of, of doing anything else. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Oh my gosh. I give you so many props for, first of all, you're like moving from another city, but then you're just like totally changing the trajectory of your life. 
yes very scary the biggest the biggest part right is like what happens if you fail right exactly yeah and it's that that fear of failure is like scary as fuck because if you just flop on your face in a new city you don't have anything to really fall back on right exactly Um, what was like do you remember some of the um the lows of that like transition where you were like unsure or maybe you had to like confide in friends definitely like can you kind of like talk about some of those points and then yes yeah um well so when I had first moved to Boston I right after college I spent the summer working with an organization that helps children and teenagers with severe behavioral issues and trauma yeah. And it was a treatment center based in it was the center itself was in New Hampshire and the organization is based in Boston. Okay. So I spent the summer there and it was by far the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Um and on that same note, the most rewarding. Yeah. And I really saw firsthand the power of movement. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I needed to continue something with that. And so kind of on a whim, I moved to Boston. I signed a lease with five other girls. We live in this super shitty apartment. Um, and I was hoping to keep working with this organization and then, you know, weeks keep on passing and we, I wasn't really hearing back from them and I was getting a little concerned. And my mom, of course, is, you know, my mom is a very worried mom at all times was freaking out thinking, why the hell did you just move to this new city? You don't even know what you're going to do. Like, give it a couple of months. Maybe you have to come back if you don't get a real job. Yeah. So I have this whole pressure of, you know, trying to tell my mom it's going to be fine. I'm going to figure it out. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out. Um, <laughs> and so long story short, the, the organization, unfortunately, lost all their funding to be able to offer the same sort of program within Boston Public Schools, which is what we were hoping for. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, well, shit, now I, just can't, I, need to, I need to hustle and I need to do what I can and start to build a name for myself. What that name is, I don't know yet. Um, will people want to come and take my class and be interested in who I am and my story and my brand? I have no idea, but to just kind of put all my trust in this and, and run with it. And I had a lot of really supportive friends along the way, um, encouraging me. And I guess one of the, the biggest sort of downfalls I had during that process was I was, I was teaching classes, um, and doing really well, surprisingly, like surprising myself that I was having people come to class and be interested and and have fun and talk to me after class and tell me how much they loved it. And, um, I was working for a really small little sort of health club, um, in the area and sort of things got weird, um, on the sort of managerial side where the the better I did, the more I was getting, um, treated differently in a, in a negative way. Oh, um, yes. So that was a, that was a weird, thing for me to understand especially because I was so new and so vulnerable and and just wanting to please and do well that I wasn't really recognizing that I was being undermined and and taken advantage of yeah um and basically what happened with that was things got so tense um that I actually was fired from one day to the next um, without any explanation yeah without any explanation and um on top of being sort of terminated all of a sudden, I was told that every, every one of my clients was being told that I had some sort of emergency and had to move back to Costa Rica and was not allowed to be contacted. What? 
Yes. And this is actually the first time um, in six years that I've publicly talked about this. Oh, my God. But yes. And it was the most hurtful thing um, I've experienced in this industry, especially. And um, I, I felt like I had put so much effort into building this tiny little baby community. And then it was completely taken away from me. Yeah. for no explanation with no explanation and for no reason and you know this little family that i had built was was gone now and i was at a very low point at that point and thought okay well this is it this i just need to give up i need to move back to costa rica i need to forget this dream of mine um clearly it's not meant for me and you know there this is this isn't in the cards for me yeah. and then i saw randomly and i i had a one ticket one way ticket kind of ready to by one way yeah. to get back to Costa Rica and randomly saw that flywheel sports was having an audition. Oh my God. Like, well, you know what? Let's just, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. And I went and I bombed it. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> it was so horrible. I can't even think about how awkward it was. Um, but, <laughs> um, Christina Lodi, who's my like mentor and higher up at Flywheel, who was the one who auditioned me, she was like, okay, I see something. You definitely have potential. You have rhythm. You have the fire for it. You have passion. You know, let's try this again. Round two, come back in. And I got, you know, was super honored to come back and um, studied my ass off, came back, did the audition. And she was like, yep. All right, let's start training. And from there, it was just like, all right, this is it. This is, this is what that horrible thing that happened was meant to happen and honestly it I'm thankful for it at this point because it led me to exactly where I am now and I don't yeah. think if I hadn't fallen that hard would I have been to where I gotten to where I am now wow yeah holy shit I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah I haven't actually talked about it um but yeah that's you know that was the biggest sort of low point thinking like this is this is not for me and then being able to pick myself back up and believe in myself enough to just try and see where an opportunity could take me um, and sort of light that fire back up. And that fire is still burning strong um, <laughs> because I just had, I had to trust myself. That is powerful shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to write a book, Jesse. Oh, oh my God. Oh gosh. No, You'd be the only one reading it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I guarantee everyone listening is going to want to buy a copy. <laughs> that's amazing wow so you you basically went through a lot more than just one blow like I would say yes there was a lot of hurdles that was like a 1000 meter yes (laughs) yes there have been lots lots of lows um lots of lows and just trying to being able to you know recognize that and, and pick myself back up and 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 now I feel before it was this need to kind of obviously try to help myself back up and build something for myself yeah and now that I feel that that is more stable every opportunity that comes to me now I feel this responsibility and need to bring that to other people so I'm like all right you know what else can I do um to bring more people into this community or work with a different demographic or just build excitement through the city and so that's what keeps that fire burning is, you know, okay, what's next? How, what else can I do? Who else can I get involved in sort of building this family in Boston and that, elsewhere? 
Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I honestly think so. I'm gonna put like um, a link, and we'll talk about like your social media handle at the end. But oh, when you. I go to your Instagram, that is like the vibe I get. Like, 100%. oh god, <laughs> and it's so oh, funny. So bad. Like, just like despite all the like twerking which I love yes um, but like <laughs> you know it's like a very like inclusive um thing that you have going and and Thank so you. like your brand I think is definitely now that I know that backstory now that the world will um I think it like yes. volumes for the way that you project yourself on social media because it's very like authentic to you 100 percent. so thank you so much yeah that means that, everything yeah for sure were there like so during those low points not to keep focusing mm-hmm. on them but for anyone that's out there that's struggling with a low point or maybe they're making yes. like a transition from work um to yep. like a 9 to 5 or something or they're just trying mm-hmm. to explore a new passion um did you mm-hmm. have any like books or resources or like mantras or like things that you yeah. did to kind of help you mentally or you know just like maintain movement forward and not get stuck in like a rut and get stuck in your own head yes um I mostly mantras actually which I still use to this day and um they all stem from my hip-hop background honestly because Mm -hmm. what hip what hip-hop taught me was how to feel like a total badass even if you don't necessarily feel that in the moment right so you're given you know choreography that is challenging and you're in front of an audience and you're scared and you know whatever your costume just ripped in half and you can't let anybody know and there's this moment where you're all these things are going on and you're starting to doubt everything and you just kind of have to be like nope I'm gonna fucking own this right now (laughs) and and just own it you know and and sort of embody embody that and that was something that I still apply to my life in general, and especially when I have these downs. Um, it's just being like, nope, nope, hold on. Check yourself for a second. Like, you got this. Own it. You got this. And for anyone who's taking my class, I say this every time, and I will probably continue <laughs> to say it. Um, you know, that moment in class where you're starting to kind of, you know, fade out and, and give in and doubt yourself and just get tired and other thoughts start to yeah gonna be like hold up I'm a fucking badass (laughs) yes I'm a fucking badass and just own it and that is something that has you know keeps me going and and I think you know I definitely got it from my sort of hip-hop background and being like I gotta embody this character this super like badass like confident over the confident person um and that kind of has seeped into my own personality where even in moments of doubt I'm like no wait 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 I got this. I got hold this. Up. I got this. Yeah, hold up. Um, and that's what I try to bring to people because I know exactly what you know what those moments feel like. And we all have self doubt, and we all second guess ourselves, and we all rip ourselves apart. And I don't think we give ourselves credit for how amazing we are and the things that we can do, and we yeah. do do. And just having that moment of realization and acknowledgement in your own strength and ability and worth. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's like your message um, resonates with me only because that's mine as well in terms of strength yes. and just like being a badass and empowerment. Exactly. There's nothing better, whether it, whether it be through a type of exercise or a skill that you have or anything. Like when you feel your, like your best self, like it's just like nothing can stop you, you know? Yeah. Um, there's nothing more empowering than that. Yeah. And for you, it's like 
you know, like started at the bottom. Like, yeah, you had yeah. that. <laughs> and yeah, now you're here. Yeah. And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cue the um, song. Cue the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm envisioning you like dancing in your living room right now as you're <laughs> 100%. Yes. I'm like trying to hold still. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to know like, what are like the top, um, the top badass moments that you've experienced Ooh. lately? Uh, it could be recent, it could be within the past five years, whatever you want. Um, but something that stands out to you as being like, oh, fuck, my name's Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, let me think. I, I guess I taught a ride recently at Flywheel. Um, and it was to acknowledge female empowerment. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I was, I knew it was something that was needed, um, especially, you know, things happening currently in our world. Yeah. And I, but I was also very, very terrified to, to do something like that. Cause my classes are always, you know, I try to make them super fun and I play like insane and ridiculously ratchet music. And, <laughs> um, and here I am trying to make a statement that's way more political. And I was very nervous about it. And I was so happily surprised to see an entire room full of people, you know, women, men, people of all gender identities coming together and just embodying it and, and bringing so much energy and love and fire and fight into this stadium. And, and it wasn't necessarily a moment of, of being like, Oh shit, this is, I created this. It was just like, I get to be part of this. Like I get to create, like, or, or have a space, a safe space. Cause that's the stadium to me. And like the red room and wherever it is I'm teaching to me is always a safe space for people. And it's a safe space in that moment of all these people, you know, women and men and allies to come together and just be like, we are the shit. And for me to stand back and just watch that and just feel that energy and know that I had any part in, in creating that was the most amazing feeling. That's incredible. I love that. Oh my God. I wish I was there at yeah. that class. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I know. I have to do, I have to do more. It was so great. That sounds amazing. Do you, um, do you experience like a really crazy post adrenaline high after teaching classes like that? Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I can't even imagine. I bounce it off the walls for hours. Yeah. I love it. And, and that's really what it is, is, you know, people are always asking me like, how the hell do you have this much energy? You teach all day, every day, you know, no days off. Um, and it really is the the energy that I give out is because of the energy that I receive. Yeah. So when people are in there and you know, they're, they're, they're having so much fun and kicking ass and I can tell that they're feeling really good about themselves. That just is fuel for me. So, you know, my energy is off the walls. And then as soon as I'm done, like that post-class high lasts forever with me. And I'm like, can we just, let's just go again. Round two, everyone (laughs) clip back in, like grab your waist. Let's just go back in. Um, (laughs) Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm sure like when you get home at night, do you just like totally crash? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I'm always kind of off the walls. um, And then I usually, you know, people always ask me like, what do you do when you're not teaching? I'm usually planning class. So I kind of like plan class, teach class, plan class. And it's just, cycle and you know again i'm very thankful that i love it so much um but as soon as that sort of adrenaline high sort of fades out um i do crash immediately and um but then you know i'm I'm kind of like right back into it the next morning and i'm just kind of keep i keep the energy going i was never a morning person ever you can ask my family i was 
you would like no one was supposed to talk to me in the morning because I was <laughs> so vicious and would attack. And now I'm like, oh my god, it's 4:30 a.m. Let's go grab a cup of coffee, <laughs> um, teach seven classes, and yeah, it's just totally transformed me and it's definitely made me a more energetic person. That's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how often do you? How many classes do you teach a week? in total and then like yes. can you kind of like just walk us through like your schedule and like what your regular week looks like yeah it's a little crazy um so I'm scheduled technically for a total of 19 classes a week oh my God. um in combination yeah um and that's flywheel and berries I usually end up subbing a class here or there so I would say you know usually 20 maybe on my busiest weeks 25 classes and then when I'm teaching dance, it's an additional two or three classes a week. So it, it definitely gets busy. Um, and I, I know, again, I love it so much. I am trying to be better about finding time for me to kind of decompress because that is so incredibly important. And I, yeah. you know, if I'm telling, I'm telling my clients, you know, you don't have to work out and go crazy every single day. Like you should have a day where you chill and let your body rest and let your mind rest. Yeah. And I'm trying to you know, take that same advice for myself too now and sort of find that, that happy balance between things. It's hard. It is so hard. It is so hard, right? Yes. It's so hard. When you're in the industry and you're just doing things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Really have to like, I have to like make it part of my schedule. Exactly. Today is a rest day. Today is a Sam day. Like exactly. Like in between classes, just type it in like, okay, between two and four, I'm going to chill the fuck out. Just like write it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, do you when you're at berries so i don't mm-hmm. know a lot of people probably don't know what berries is um, yeah can you kind of like describe what you do at both so most sure. people are familiar with flywheel but just in case they aren't can you kind yes. of just like talk us through what the classes are like and what you do 100 and- um so flywheel is an indoor cycling class um and it's a mostly interval based class the coolest thing about flywheel is that we are metrics based. So we have our bikes are specially designed by flywheel sports and each bike has a little sort of computer system attached to it. So I can tell you, and you can tell you, it can tell you exactly how fast you're going, you know, how much resistance you have on the bike, the exact power that you're putting in in that moment. And then that all accumulates to give you a score, which is where the sort of competition based part of it comes in. And some people are all about the competition and some people are not. And that's totally fine. And one of my favorite things about Flywheel. Um, so, it's, you know, I can tell you exactly what ranges to try to hit and what speeds to give you accurate goals to hit. And mm-hmm. then in terms of the competition aspect, we I can run races and things like that throughout class. So you'd be competing with other people in class, which kind of brings the competition, friendly competition aspect into it. And people are all about it. And then you can track your own progress since you get a power score at the end of your class so you can look back and see okay today I got it you know 278 and then you know my last class I got wow I got 300 points like I'm advancing and I'm progressing and that's I think one of the coolest things that you can see how quickly um, you progress from one class to the next yeah I love that about flywheel it's actually like that's why flywheel is my favorite of all of them because yeah I I am super competitive but I also just like exactly it's nice to have metrics because they don't lie. Yep. You know, yeah, exactly. Your, exactly. Your rate of your rate of like perceived exertion, like how hard you're actually working, can change day to day. Whether you've like had a good meal or if you've slept or you yeah. know if you just got broken up with, like you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah, there's so many variables. True. Yeah. <laughs> so having having those numbers is really is cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I love it. I love it. Um. So berries is actually 
complete opposite in, in that sense. Barry's is a cardio and strength class. Um, and sort of half the class you're doing one, half the class you're doing the other. The coolest thing about Barry's is that both of those things are happening at the same time. So I'll have a group um, doing interval training on the treadmill at the same mm-hmm. time that a group is doing strength training on the floor with weights and stations and different equipment. Um, so it's cool because it's, it's, there's so much happening at once. Um, so the vibe in there is really, really awesome. And you just feel like a total badass. And the room is lit with these red lights and it's all mirrored, obviously. So you just like, you look at yourself in there and you're like, oh, I'm so fucking strong. Hell yeah. And it's just like the vibe in there is. Um, so, you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds because you're getting the cardio um, and the strength all in one. So it's one stop shop everything you need and every day is designed to hit sort of a different body muscle group mm-hmm. um so you know it's a very it's designed very in a very smart manner and the trainers themselves have the artistic freedom to create the program based on what muscle groups we're going to be hitting that day so every class is going to be you know you know okay i'm coming into a wednesday we're going to be doing some chests and backs and abs we're doing stuff on the treadmill but you never exactly know what the trainer has, has planned for that day. So it's always exciting. Um, it's always challenging. It's always fun. And again, it's, it's such a good community where people come in and feel so empowered and challenged. And I think that's a very important thing to have for both. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. I actually need to go get to a Barry's class ASAP. I had so much yes. fun doing it when I came to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. It's so addicting. So for anyone that's never done a class like that, maybe because mm-hmm. they're intimidated or like they're a little yeah. bit nervous, um, mm-hmm. do you have like some pointers or tips for either making making it easier for them to come into a class or like to any tips? Definitely. Definitely. Um, my first point is I would say, yep, I've been there. Um, I was super intimidated going to any kind of fitness class actually. And, you know, my first time going to flywheel, I think I was threw up or passed out or both or something um, <laughs> and I was like how the hell can I come back to this and and Barry's the same way I was you know very very intimidated by it at first um I will say that recognize that you know the workouts are challenging but they're not meant to be impossible so yeah. you are always allowed to slow down you know lessen your resistance or lessen your weights and talk to the instructors we are there for you so please come ask you know tell us this is my first time i'm scared shitless can you walk me through this do not be afraid to talk to us that is why we're there and we understand that it's scary and it's a lot it's really overwhelming your first time yeah and again our focus is for you to feel like you own that room not our room and i tell this to my clients all the time like i have a mic on and i'm controlling the music and i'm telling you what to do and then flywheel you know i'm under a fucking spotlight but this is never about me this right. is always about you. So let me make it about you in any way that I can. So let me help you, you know, do things, show you how to do things so that you feel empowered. Um, so definitely talk to us and feel, you know, just know that it's okay not to be doing the same thing that the person next to you is doing yeah. and not yeah. to immediately start comparing and judging and self-judging um, and just kind of take it, you know, bit by bit, baby steps. And soon enough, you will not even I mean it's shocking like how quickly you will feel empowered and be like yeah I got this I got this and that that same thing comes back right you're like I'm a fucking badass let's go yeah 
I love it. Yeah. You just said you can't, I'm a badass to yourself. Always, always. Me. Yes, 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 definitely. I used to, um, when I was in training for, for Barry's, you know, I'd, we had come in for like auditions and stuff and it was like a two month training and every day in training, I would get really nervous coming in and I would listen. To, <laughs> I had made a playlist for myself and it literally was like, you are a badass. And it was all these songs just about like owning it and feeling so good about yourself and and I would listen to it like on repeat, like walking down Boylston on my way, probably like rapping it and most likely kind of like dance breaks here and there in the middle of the street. <laughs> um, and just trying to create this whole little like playlist and like anthem for myself, you know, and I think that's an internal thing that everyone should have. Yeah, I love that mantra. I mean, when I, I know like personally for me, when I'm struggling, I'm just like, Sam, you're so strong. Sam, you're so strong. Yes, so exactly. But like, And it's so you powerful, you know, yeah. without even knowing it exactly exactly mm-hmm. um oh my god this has been so great jesse yeah oh i love this <laughs> <laughs> you're a, you're such a great person to have on my podcast like you thank are you. meant to be on podcast you have such great thank stories. oh my gosh well i'm glad this is this is yeah, my first one i feel very is it? Uh, very honored yeah oh, shit, yeah girl. yeah so thank you <laughs> yes. thank you so much your first but not your last yeah oh god i hope not yeah <laughs> Okay, so I want to wrap up, but before yeah. I do, I like to ask all my guests um, the top three things that you want to share with my audience. They could be anything to do with your own journey or things you've encountered, things you've learned, the fitness tips, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the biggest three pieces of advice that you can share with our listeners. Biggest three pieces of advice. Um... Give yourself more credit. And mm-hmm. I touched upon this a lot where I, you know, we, we, I think we hone in on, on our weaknesses um, yeah. and those can be really consuming and yeah. give yourself credit. And whether that means take a second and write down a list of things that you know you're good at, you know, whether it's like I make a great grilled cheese shit that is, I can't like, you know, those are like little things and, you know, little things, big things, whatever it is. And just kind of take a moment to kind of sit back and be like, yeah, like I, I'm good at all these things. I'm strong. I am worthy. I am beautiful. Um, and just kind of do those daily reminders because we're, we're, we're really bad at, at giving ourselves credit. Um, second piece of advice do all things with love and swagger. Yes. Yeah. So that is something that I very much live by. Um, love what you do. If you don't love it, consider switching to something else mm-hmm. and do everything with swagger too. You know, got a little swagger in your step and, and that confidence and it's, it's not cockiness, it's confidence, it's owning it. Um, and that combination I think is, beautiful and can take you to so many places and can take you to whatever dreams you have. Um, third, it kind of wraps everything else up too, is don't take yourself too seriously. Um, have fun, be goofy, stop stressing out about things every once in a while, maybe twerk on an object, (laughs) you know, and just like throw some fun in there and, and, especially for, you know, others, fitness instructors, like we, we put so much stress on 
um, inspiring others and empowering others, which is such a beautiful thing. Uh, but sometimes I think we stress not doing enough and being perceived the wrong way that we, we, we don't have fun, Yeah, you know? And I think it's really important for, for us to just live a little and be goofy and be vulnerable in that way, because that's also something that, you know, invites other people into communities is knowing like, okay, like I, I'm goofy. And and I know that, you know, my fitness instructor, even though I think of him or her as a celebrity, which by the way, you shouldn't, we're normal people like just like you, um, you know, like, Oh, like Jesse's super ridiculous and goofy and says like the most random shit. And like, I feel more comfortable in her class because of that. So I encourage everyone, instructors and clients and everyone else to just kind of have more fun and stop stressing and dance and move and live and just enjoy everything. I love it. What a great recap. I think at the end of the day, right, like we're all just people and like no one really knows what they're doing and like it's all just fun, you know? And Yeah, exactly. Just have fun with it. Yeah, as soon as you remove that barrier of like I'm an instructor and you're a student, you know? Right. Like then I think that's when you become super approachable and people want to get to know you and like and the same goes in the reverse. Like if you have someone in your class that is like, you know, shows up with like a ridiculous, I don't know, outfit on or something, Mm -hmm. like you're probably going to like that person more because they're vulnerable you know and like exactly yes and they're real yeah Yeah. they're real they're authentic they're genuine and that is yeah that is a beautiful thing and it's a rare thing yeah no and and honestly like I said at the beginning like that's why I wanted to have you on like you're a great quality human and I've only met you in person like twice Um, yeah (laughs) like I could already kind of get that through your vibe because I remember when I was starting to teach cycling classes and I was like I need help like yeah I'm I'm so scared and you're like yeah girl you got it like just play playlist like no one's gonna know if you mess up except you exactly (laughs) own it just own it yeah yeah look at you now crushing it (laughs) yeah so yeah thank you so much seriously for taking the time to do this uh today of course thank you really excited to see what everyone thinks um they're gonna come stalk you so i love it stalk away yes that brings me to the next thing um if they so for everyone listening when they want to go and find you on social where can they find you um yeah your like tell us your handle and whatever else the best way to contact you sure um so best way probably is through my instagram so my instagram handle is at jesse j-e-s-s-i-e underscore Alegria. So that's A-L-E-G-R-I-A. And don't be a stranger. Slide into those DMs. Tell me <laughs> your name, what you're up to. Like, let's be friends. Um, if you have any questions along the way, I'm here for you. I love to talk. Obviously, I'm sure you can tell that by now. Um, and let's connect. Let's just connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, seriously, for taking the time. It was, it's been so fun. And thank you so yeah, much, Sam. Thank for, you. Like, sharing your story and like opening up about the whole like your whole past yeah thank you I, thanks for giving me a space to do that to do that but yeah it, it must feel nice to have that <laughs> lifted a definitely little bit. yes definitely does definitely does <laughs> well thanks for being such a badass thank you thank you, thank you. you too girl you too <laughs> and um i'm excited to to see what you are up to in the next year or so because i'm pretty sure it'll be big things Oh, there's lots of big things happening. Stay tuned. Awesome. 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 <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I will catch up with you later. And uh, thank good. you again. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, girl. 
All right, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you so much to you guys for listening, and thank you to Jessie for being vulnerable and sharing her story. I know it's not easy sharing moments of you know, of low and solitude and for her to use that as an example to lead you guys and me in the right direction and just always believe in ourselves and give ourselves more credit. Um, that there's nothing better than that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please give me feedback. Let me know what you think. Be sure to follow Jesse and let her know that you also think she's a badass and I will see you guys next week.